Hello, hola, and ida hanyani duhenyu. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 28th episode of the Naturally Ever After podcast. My name is Nidia Guiti, and by profession, I am a licensed clinical social worker. In this podcast, I share tips on how to build confidence as you transition and maintain your natural hair by way of sharing my own story and also lessons that I've learned along the way. In my own natural hair journey, I firmly believe that mindset and perspective shifts how we think and feel about ourselves. It has been a while. It has been a while. This episode, my intention was to air this episode in July, and it is now December of 2022. And as I was re-listening to this episode and re-editing, I was thinking about what do I want to name this this episode? And it was, I feel, intended to air now (laughs) as a message to myself about pivoting. So... I, since my our last episode, since the 27th episode, I've since stopped working full time and um, unexpectedly, I don't, well, maybe not unexpectedly, but I've had to pivot <laughs> in my career and shift how I'm looking at um, monthly recurring revenue and how I actually want to be investing time at investing my time work-wise, but also at this point in life. Like, girl, what do you want to do? What do you actually want to do? And being present with the spectrum of emotions, both comfortable and uncomfortable, that come up for that or come up with that. Um, Yeah, so that's where I've been. I think that's going to be another episode within itself, just, you know, more details and stuff. But as I pivot in my career... And even listening to the messages about pivoting in location um, and in, in, in plans, but also and also being flexible, learning to be flexible and adjusting. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and get as many gems from it as I did. Hello, Heidi. How are you today? Hey, Nidia. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So where are you located now? So I'm actually in New Jersey right now. Um, I know when we last spoke, I think, was I in New Jersey? I don't remember. Do you remember where I was? Yeah, you were on your way to DR. Okay, yeah. So it was over like a Christmas break, I think. And um, I went to DR. DR didn't work out. Um, transition from DR back to Panama City, that didn't work out. So now I'm in New Jersey on a little bit of a break trying to refo- re, just replan and recalibrate and figure out what's next. Mm-hmm. So what happened? <laughs> so I got to DR and um, you know, as much research as you can do, you can never really do, you, you know, you, things happen, you know, and you can't really tell what's what until you actually get there. So the Airbnb that I ended up booking, um, some d- details in the listing weren't accurate. So the lady, you know, the owner basically said that um, 
the B&B was closer to resources and things than it actually was. So when I got there, the, I found out that the place was like in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, renting a car, most digital nomads, they don't they don't rent cars. You know, we just kind of get a buy on um, public transportation. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you're frozen on my end, sorry. Um, so yeah, we get by on public transportation and uh, they're, you know, they're or, or, or Ubers or whatever, but in that space, they're just, you know, they, there was nothing nearby. There's no restaurants. And so um, I stayed there for about five days and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Like on top of that in DR, not only was the place far away, but um, my Google Fi is my phone provider. It's like my, my cell provider. And um, they are, you know, they give good service in over 200 countries for like a really good deal. But for whatever reason, their servers were down in DR during that time and they had no idea when it was going to be back up. So, you know, running a business and being in a foreign country, you don't want to be unconnected. You know, you know, I not only could I not get into Wi-Fi, but I also couldn't make phone calls. I couldn't send text messages. I couldn't do anything unless I had like a Wi-Fi connection somewhere. So I just didn't feel comfortable leaving the Airbnb without knowing that I'd be able to call an Uber, arrange some kind of a transportation to get back. So I just said, this, this isn't a good location. Like I'm going to, pivot. So I pivoted out of uh, DR to Miami for the weekend. I had some plans to meet up with a friend. And um, even though that plan fell through, I said, I'm still going to go to Miami because I have to get out of DR. I stayed in uh, Miami for a week. I actually ended up having a friend who came down to hang out with me while I was there. And let's see, when did I get to, to Miami? I got to Miami on a Friday. My thought was by Sunday, I will have to put together a new plan and figure out what's next. And by faith, I did put together that plan by that Sunday. I reached out to a friend in Panama and um, I said, hey, do you know any people that, you know, any realtors that are, you know, getting rid of, you know, doing any, you know, offering apartments or whatever. And she was like, oh, you can come stay with me. I just moved into a two bedroom and you can stay here for free. And I was like, oh, that sounds good because unfortunately I burned a lot of cash in DR um, because they wouldn't, Airbnb wouldn't give me my money back. So I paid for like almost two months, but I only stayed there for five days. And literally I could not stay there. I mean, I was, there was only in that area, there was only like a little, like bodega, like a little small bodega um, that didn't have, you know, a lot of food. So I got like some grapes and some eggs and a couple of things. And that was my meal for the whole week, like grapes and eggs. And I was like, I can't get by off of grapes and eggs. This is my form of roughing it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to rough it on this journey here. <laughs> so I've actually had not so great experiences where like hosts don't list the listing as they should. And you mm -hmm. get there and it's just like, what is this? And it's almost like they take the hostess side, um, mm -hmm. return your money. And it's like, but this is not accurate. Right, right. So after that, I've committed to, I don't, I don't want to use Airbnb anymore. Um, my experiences have been okay with them in the past, but there's nothing like a nice, like luxury hotel or whatever. So I've decided I'm no longer going to use Airbnb um, and that's another reason why it's taking me a little bit longer to plan my next move because they do make it easier when you're talking about short-term leases and things like that. But I have some other ideas, you know, up my sleeve. So I'm working on that now. 
So, yeah, Airbnb, meh, meh. <laughs> yeah. Two months is a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when my friend offered um, for me to stay with her, um, and this is my friend that um, owns a salsa school, and, you know, so I go out and have salsa, you know, and salsa with them and everything, um, I was like, let me jump on it. But then something fell apart with her landlord and the landlord was like, oh, you can't have guests stay longer than two months or two weeks or whatever. So I looked at some apartments in Panama. Um, I had to be out of her apartment within a matter of a couple of days. And I was like, you know what, let me just go. I can always go home. Let me go home, go to Jersey, even though it's cold there <laughs> and just kind of reset and figure out where I want to be next. And, you know, I, um, I learned through that that you know you you have to be you have to be able to pivot you have to be flexible you know these things are going to come up and so being flexible is really important. Similar to the natural hair journey, so as we talk about your your lot journey, how was that in DR? Even though things didn't play out how you wanted. The lock journey in DR. Um. So, I mean, you're you're saying like. How how did my hair do over there? Or <laughs> well, a combination of both. So we know that the yeah. general wasn't what you were expecting or pleasant. But while mm -hmm. you were there, how how were you able to like take care of your hair, manage it, or even mm -hmm. how you perceived this at all? If you felt like it was different from when you were in other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it. So I was only there for five days, so there wasn't a whole lot that I had to to do. And fortunately. Um, coming back to Jersey and having routine, you know, having my, my my stylist and things like that, I didn't have to worry about interlocking it on my own. So I haven't done my own interlocking since like maybe November, December. So that's been helpful. You know, we see having routine and having stability is helpful, whether it be, you know, hair or life in general. Um, but I know that process of, of going to DR and then it not working out and everything, there's definitely some frustration that comes with not having stability. Right. And I had to kind of say to myself, this is what I signed up for. And um, although I'm allowed to be frustrated or anxious or angry or whatever, um, that being able to pivot and knowing that this is part of the journey is, is important. Um, but having my own loctician at home in New Jersey, <laughs> um, that that was one less thing that I that I you know didn't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. So, so how so, been home now? Um, let's see. I came right like in the beginning of February. So what about a month? A little a little over a month. A month maybe like five weeks or so. Um, yeah, and um, I think I'm going to be heading back out in. April. That's the plan. Okay. Any ideas yet on where the next stop is? Yeah. So um, I need a vacation. I haven't taken a vacation since like a, like a legit vacation, um, like a week off of work. I haven't taken that since I think November. And um, although I'm traveling, I'm still working while I'm traveling. You know, I'm still seeing clients and things. So I think I'm going to take two weeks towards the end of April and go to Ghana, um, working on setting that up. And then after that, um, I want to head to Italy for about a month, month and a half. Um, I've always wanted to go to Italy and I'm going to be taking some Italian lessons um, 
And yeah, that's that's the plan for right now. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can I come? <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to join me. I, I always like, you know, um, I tell everybody like, feel free to come visit me because although I can, I do this stuff on my own, um, it's much, it's less scary when you have people, <laughs> when you have people there doing it with you, even if they're just coming to visit and whatnot. So feel free. <laughs> sounds exciting. I know for me, Italy has definitely been on the list. I have cousins that live in Florence. It's a lot oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to get visas from Honduras to go overseas than it is to come to the state. So I have mm. Florence, Italy, and um, in Spain, Madrid. Mm. Nice, nice, yeah. What part of Spain? Oh, I don't. Well, Madrid. Madrid. Okay, I was. Um, I stayed in Madrid for three months back in my twenties. Um, was that right after grad school? I stayed in Madrid for a little while. A lot of history. Right, right. And one of the things that when my mom went to visit. Um, she was like, the Spanish there is much different than the Spanish in Honduras. So although you speak Spanish, it's like, what? What was that? Mm-hmm. I guess it's like listening to other people that speak English from different places. It's all going to sound, I mean, it's similar in that it's the same language, but the way people say things is much different. So I'm curious what your experience would be like when you go um, travel again. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm gonna be taking some um some Italian classes because I don't know any Italian and I don't want to go to a country and not know any of the language. So we'll see. I know um Spanish. Well, in Spain, there's different regions and they all kind of have like almost like a different dialect of the kind of Spanish. But where I was, there was a lot of. It almost sounds like they had a little bit of a lisp, like. <laughs> little lisp when they're saying words that have like a z or an s sound in it it's, it's funny it's interesting <laughs> definitely a different experience so with all of the changes anticipated to an extent but also just from left field and learning mm-hmm. to what does this most recent journey teach you about your lot journey that's new that you feel like you've had to unlearn and relearn mm-hmm. let's start yeah. with first what's new that you learned what I've learned. Well, you know, one thing that I have, you know, been thinking about um, is I, I want to cut my locks a little bit, not um, not like a full on like cut cut, but like cut it into a shape. So I feel like, it, you know, they're not quite in, they're just not hanging the way I want them to hang right now. And we are about like 20% locked in the back. I still have a whole lot of hair that's like just twists. So I hadn't anticipated uh, doing a cut and I have to find someone who can do it. Um, But I think that's going to help me to be able to, you know, stay with the style and feel good about it and everything if I can get it into more of a shape. So I hadn't anticipated it. So I feel kind of like, you know, I'm still learning just like, you know, through my travel journey. the importance of being able to pivot, like being able to kind of change the plan and be okay with that so that you can, you know, feel good. You know, if, if, if you're feeling like something doesn't work, you don't have to force it um, for the sake of 
I don't know, for the sake of anything, you know, there's many reasons why we might try to force something to work to say, well, to be able to say I did it or to be able to say I stuck through it. I, I don't know. But I feel like giving myself permission to make the changes that are going to help me to move forward. Um, that's something that I'm seeing through this whole thing here. So it's OK for me to 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 cut the hair and to, you know, shape it and do things that I hadn't initially planned to do. Um, if it's going to make me feel good. So why not? So that sounds like that's learning and also relearning to an extent, like reinforcing the message. Like I can pivot and be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about unlearning? Is there anything that you feel that you've had to unlearn in this most recent part of your journey? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm trying to think. I don't think I've had to unlearn anything per se. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more prepared for the next time. I'm gonna think about these <laughs> and, and see if I have something prepared for that. But I don't think I have anything for today. And that's fair too. I find that sometimes when we get to a certain point in our journey where we feel more comfort and ease, there isn't much to unlearn at that point because you're not resisting. Mm-hmm. You said you're not what? You're not resisting. You're just flowing at that point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like no point in resisting it or trying to fight it or go against the grain. Like this is what it is. And we can be authentic in that and just be in alignment with what really works for me. And um, I think that's kind of what where I'm getting to in this past year. It's like I'm going through two journeys at one time, I have my travel journey and my natural hair journey. Um, and through both, I think I'm seeing that I can just honor what feels most in alignment for my true self. And um, that's that's freeing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes mm-hmm. me think about we trained for IFS together. So you and I, um, I'll share with the audience how we initially met was that we did our IFS, internal family system training, and mm-hmm. actively learning how to honor the spectrum of emotions, comfortable and uncomfortable. You know. When things don't work out how we want, these uncomfortable emotions arise. And when we learn to work with them rather than against or assign value to it, um, we, we experience less resistance in the things that we do. So uh, when we listen to this series, when it airs on your one year block anniversary, I'm curious mm-hmm. what will come up for you when you listen to the first episode and where you were, and then also <laughs> where you are now. Yeah, that, that will be fun. That will be interesting to see. Is there anything you want to share with the audience about your overall journey at this point, things that have come up for you that you've noticed in all of the places that you've traveled to at this point? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I kind of, I guess this episode kind of summarizes it. I think to give yourself permission and to just honor yourself, um, I think that's very freeing to not feel like you have to stay in a box or like you should be doing something to um, to fit a narrative or whatever. And I think that especially applies when it comes to um, the natural hair journey, um, you know, but, but whatever direction it is that feels right for you, giving yourself permission to honor that and to make the pivots or to stick with it, whatever it might be. Um, that's really freeing. And I think it takes a confident person to be able to do that. Um, 
And I'm gonna be honest, I don't know how long I'm gonna stick with this hairstyle. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but we'll see. We'll see. Like I, I have my days where I love it and my hair falls just like how I want to. And there's other days where it's like, what is going on here? Um, and that's like, I think that's natural hair in general, but I'm not going to be trying to prove a point to say I have to stick with it um, to prove a point to somebody else. It's all going to be about what I'm feeling and what's what's really serving the place that I'm in at that moment. Um, so there's freedom in that. I and mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens one day at a time. As we speak, literally honoring the spectrum of emotion. Today, this is where we're at. And then when mm -hmm. the information becomes available, there's a new opportunity to make a new decision. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't undo anything that I've started, though. I think um, I I thought about these locks for like, how long? Like at least two years before I got them. And I think I had to. I had to, you know, try it out and see how it was, how it worked. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the process of kind of feeling my way through it and figuring out what works for me. So we'll see where we end up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this episode and we will catch you all in the next one. Thanks, Nydia. Take care. <laughs>